0: If you've been listening to our podcast for any time, you've become familiar with the phrase faith love. And faith love, we're not gonna really define it a whole lot right now, but it's basically loving our spouse spouse by faith versus performance. Now, as we move forward, one of the things that we do realize is with any concept, people can misuse and, and abuse these concepts to get their way. And so today we want to uh, to help you to reveal Um, misuse and then also some steps to counter the misuse and helping out in walking by faith and loving your spouse through the lens of faith love stick with us as we talk about this topic
1: what started as a question god you created marriage can you make it work soon became a statement god you
0: created marriage you can make it work Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it.
1: Welcome to the Christian Family Life Podcast. I am Susie, alongside my husband, Gio. Hello there. And unfortunately, we are without our counterparts today, Roland and Tammy Martinez. Um, During the holiday season, it is a very busy time, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, one of them happens to be out of town, so Gio and I are going to tackle this subject today together, the two of us.
0: I think that the topic is why they skipped town on us today. <laughs> why they bolted? <laughs> no I'm kidding.
1: Um, so you kind of mentioned it in your uh, intro, just the fact of faith, love, and we we try really hard to define what faith love is because we say to ourselves, performance based love. It's very easy to define and recognize and pick out, Mm -hmm. you perform for me and then you won't be in the doghouse or you won't be on my bad side. You know, there's this, um, this give to get kind of piece and the kickback Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, so what we try to do is we try to focus on the faith love aspect, right? And define that. Yeah. Well, really look to God's word to see how God's word defines it. And then Mm. we extrapolate what, what it, what it looks like in marriage. Right. And so today we are not going to talk about faith, love so much, what it is a little bit more of what it's not, because unfortunately, like you said, again, in the intro, it can be misused and it can be abused in a relationship and it's extremely unfortunate, but we've seen it happen time and again. Where people take that thought and manipulate it.
0: Yeah, it's um interesting topic because I think even even in our relationship, Suze, we have found ourselves kind of maybe like, for example, one of the phrases we use is "my spouse is not my enemy," and um and we may we may twist that a little bit and and say, "Hey, right now you're acting like my enemy." (laughs) I know God's
1: word says you're not, but
0: (laughs) but and. (laughs) And I and I love some of the words that you did use, the, you know, the kickback or, um, if then logic, right? Mm-hmm. If you do this, then I'll do this. And and we've heard a lot of different things out there where we hear people say, um, "Man, we've we've we," you know, another famous thing right now is cheat code. Hey, we found the cheat code to this, or we found a cheat code to that. And one of them is just tell me what you want me to do around the house so that you're just not upset with me. Well, if you wash the dishes, if you, and you fill in the list, right? And that's the cheat code. If I just do those things, my spouse is always going to be happy. So we found the cheat code. We're good. But in all reality, because we're human, um, it doesn't always work out like that because maybe a certain day, it wasn't the dishes that you were so concerned about. It was something else. And I didn't do it. Because it wasn't on my list.
1: But you should have known. But I should (laughs) have (laughs) known. Just in full transparency, there is no cheat code. No. There is no foolproof. There is no guarantee. That's why it's called walking by faith. Yeah. And that's why we um, in the ministry have coined the term faith love because it's loving your spouse by faith. But again, we go back to that's not so much what we're going to focus on today as <clears throat> what faith love is not but i think but i think to be able to do that we do need to be able to real quickly let's let me read off the five faith principles so we know mm-hmm. what happens when people take that and then misuse it because that's what we're going to look at today right
0: right and these five faith principles that you're gonna uh, read out right now are intended to to bring oneness mm-hmm. into your marriage because they're from the bible it's god's yes. intent and one of the things that we have learned at least in our 30 years of marriage is God's way is always better. Always. And um, yet, we still, 30 years into this thing, still find ways to mess it up. And the good thing about it, <laughs> you're laughing over there. The good thing about it though is um, we have learned how to get to from point A to point B a little bit quicker because I feel like we're going more of a straight line because of scripture. Yeah. Because of these faith principles that we have found. But what we're talking about today, we are not immune from. No. We have manipulated at times. Absolutely. And because and we know that we have a sinful heart, but our repentance gets a little quicker. And
1: course correcting gets a little bit easier.
0: Yes. And so it does get better. But it, it's it's really a supernatural thing of the Holy Spirit moving us into this faith-based relationship.
1: And again, it's not so much of knowing what to do because I feel like God's word is pretty clear on what to do in every situation. Mm-hmm. It's actually doing it mm-hmm. and implementing it. Like I know initiation when we've come at, when we've come to conflict and disagreement I, and, and we're separated, I know it's, I know initiation isn't coming upon me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it any easier to do right. or to take the steps forward right. in that aspect.
0: And it's amazing the, um, you know, when you're in the midst of that, whatever <laughs> argument it is, and the Holy Spirit tells you and prompts you. Absolutely, go initiate right now. And the the same moment you get all the temptations of, well, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. They need to come to me. They, you know, you start filling the blanks of. You know, it's like those cartoons of the little angel and the devil on your absolutely. shoulder. Absolutely, and they're just going at war. Um, I think there's some verses in the Bible that talk about that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but before you and when you, before you read that, Suze, you know faith this idea of faith love um it doesn't it doesn't mean the absence of healthy boundaries it doesn't mean the absence of good communication Mm-mm. it doesn't mean the absence of making sure individual needs don't go unmet you know um that that people are are loved and taken care of because i think sometimes and we've had people ask us this when when i go into this faith love that means i'm just a doormat and people and my spouse can just walk all over me because I'm supposed to forgive and I'm supposed to accept and initiate. And so Susan's going to walk through these but it's not it's not overlooking those things but it's just rather figuring out how to work together through different areas that we're going to share with you today.
1: So Quickly, I'll run through them. And I'm not going to say the scripture reference. I would encourage you to go to our website and look at some of our material, Mm -hmm. look through some of the blogs. Christianfamilylife.com. One of the most recent ones that we've done uh, that you can look up is, are you loving your spouse by performance or faith? And so faith principle number one is by faith, we must commit to God's purpose of reflecting his image, reproducing a godly heritage and reigning in spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Faith principle number two, and they all begin with by faith we must receive our spouse from God as his personal provision for our individual needs. We must daily commit to release the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm. Incredible. Marriage or not, that's an incredible faith principle. Uh, By faith we must submit to the only active and reactive biblical forces for change in marriage, agape love and blessing and then finally we must seek God's wisdom concerning our responsibilities of mutual love and respect and all of those like i said there are faith principles and they begin with by faith we must so this is this is the core the crux of what we believe forms and creates the boundaries and the foundation for a great marriage mm-hmm. And, and honestly, if, if if we're all being vulnerable and transparent, we all want a great marriage. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants a dud of a marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that, you say it all the time, nobody goes to the altar saying, I can't wait for this thing to fail. Mm-hmm. So we have this thing called marriage. There is the person that created the thing called marriage, and that's God. He gives us a blueprint for how it's supposed to be carried out and what, what its purpose is and how you navigate it. But unfortunately, we don't adhere to it. Or we look at faith principles like this, and because we are still living in that, you know, if we're not careful, we're still living in the flesh. Remember, Scripture calls us to die daily. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't die, then that flesh is going to live. And it's going to live strong. And so... It's important for you to know that these faith principles are not put in place for people to use them to their own advantage. And and that's what we're going to look at is how some people do that and then how you can counter those together. Together. Remember, you're in this together. It's linked arms. It's moving forward together. It's defining who your real enemy is and it's not one another. It is Satan. And he is the enemy of your marriage if you want to have a marriage that fulfills those five faith principles.
0: Yeah, so kind of like that, um, we want you to listen to this podcast today through the ears of how is this affecting you personally? Like, look at your own heart. It's kind of like the, uh, the people that go to church and they leave church and they ask, hey, how was that? He says, man, that was a great message. So-and-so needs to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't want you to say, my spouse needs to hear this. Although I think it would be great if you guys listen to this together. Because so because it's a it's both of you working together, two goodwilled individuals looking for what God has versus you know going running the separate separate ways, and so what we want to do and really quickly because we don't want to hang on the negatives we don't like the negatives of marriage because there's so much negative already in our culture. Well, um, but we gotta identify. But it. we have to identify, and and this is not a full on list here.
1: Not exhaustive, not all inclusive. But we'll
0: just share real quick some uh, some signs that um, we think will reveal misuse of this idea of faith love and then follow it up with some steps to counter the uh, the challenges that, that we have because they're real, the challenges that we we deal Every with as, as a spouse. And again, we're speaking to you as, as a couple that runs through these ups and downs and deals with some of the issues and we have our good days and we have our, our tough days But we are looking to God, and we are our hopes that every day our marriage is getting better as a result. And so, you know, I'll start with the first one, Sue. One of the signs that we are misusing misusing this idea of faith love love is recurring patterns of hurt without a resolution, where it's just we we come back to that same thing, right? Like we argue, we fight. I hurt you, you hurt me, and then we we feel bad <laughs> and so we, we say, I'm sorry, but really there is no, no resolution and we're just hoping for the other person to change.
1: Right. And in, a, in addition to that, to that tension, there's a maliciousness. Mm-hmm. There's a, a desire to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. No. And, and we're not saying that faith love says that's okay because God sent you to me, you're my perfect provision. That's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. That is a sign of things need to change, and you get to determine, along with your spouse, what that change is gonna look like and Mm -hmm. how you're gonna go about it. Maybe it's you meet with some pastors, at your church, maybe you go see professional counseling, maybe you work through some material together, you get to decide what it looks like. But when recurring patterns of hurt without resolution are present in your marriage, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And you you always, you start that off with prayer. God, show me, God, you know, James one, if any of you lack wisdom, if you don't know what to do, let him ask God, ask God what to do. In my marriage, God, I know this is not, just because we're together, married, and not divorcing, that does not mean this is a marriage that glorifies you. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of marriage that we want. What do we need to do to move forward?
0: Yeah, faith, love, what it does, it it brings to the heart and the mind God's forgiveness for us. And so that should be our motivation Mm -hmm. for the other person, not to hurt them. Um, Even though we may be so angry, we want to say something that's hurtful, um, but to hold that back and say, you know what, how can we walk towards forgiveness? And we're going to talk about solutions yeah. on how to have that conversation.
1: Okay. Looking at number two, moving on, there's a power imbalance. And now I know some people already like the hair on the back of their neck is standing up. What do you mean the power imbalance? God has set forth what this should look like in a marriage. Yes. And I think my, further study of scripture has so morphed this in my mind. But one of the things, one of the visuals that I see coming to my mind is I can't think of the name of the, of the saw, but it's like when you're, and these are the old kind, I'm like, I'm going way back to lumberjack area. But when you each have an end of the saw and you're going back and forth.
0: I've only seen those in cartoons. Yes, that's where I've seen them
1: too. That's why I don't know the name of them. Are they actually
0: real things? They
1: they were real <laughs> things. I'm sure they still exist, but they're antiquated now. Um, but just there's that each, each push and pull back and forth is just as important. How hard you push is important. How hard you pull, it's a working together. It's a timing. And when one goes faster or goes slower than the other, you lose that rhythm and that balance. And I believe that that's what a good marriage does. Mm-hmm. A good marriage comes together. Now, we don't have time to go into it today, but God has clearly set forth what... What uh, leadership and the framework and roles in marriage looks like, uh-huh. and so we have we have podcasts and blogs where we have talked about that. So go read those, go look those up, go listen to those. God's word is clear on that. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not avoiding that issue, but uh, but when there is a power imbalance and one person um, has kind of put upon themselves to take in more power, um, I just think it puts you on a road to something that's not very healthy.
0: Well, I think a, a power imbalance creates a uh, environment where there is no communication.
1: Not healthy, from one side or the other. Not healthy communication, right?
0: Well, it's there the person's going to squash it. You know, I, I don't like where we're going in this right now and so therefore I'm done and I'm out of here. Or I'm going to do my thing and, you know, just fill in the blanks all the arguments that that we all have, you know, where we start to you know the syrup, our you know i don't know our power
1: self-given authority it's yeah, self-given authority <laughs> and
0: um and not look at it through the lens of faith love and so that's unhealthy um I, as well
1: i think when there is a refusal refusal to be vulnerable mm-hmm. right And there is this whenever anybody comes to somebody that's got that self inflicted power thing going on in their mind, whenever anybody comes to them with something like where perhaps they feel wronged or they feel they were hurt or they feel, you know, something was done to them, that person that in that, again, self imposed authority sees it as an attack or an aggression and immediately stiff arms. And there's, there is a refusal to be vulnerable and God's word calls us to be vulnerable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially with one another. We know that from Genesis.
0: Yeah. And I don't really think at the end, and you, you mentioned that we do have podcasts and um, blogs dealing and in our resource mm-hmm. talks about roles, yep, Absolutely. Um, you know, head of house and submission. And we don't shy away from that, but we I do don't not. think that this is what we're talking about here. More so, this is just kind of like, I'm going to do things my way. And if you don't agree with my way, then I'm going to push you aside or I'm going to bully you or I'm going to do whatever it is so that I get what I want here and now, um, which ultimately is going to lead to role issues <laughs> within the family. But, um, but the power imbalance is a, is a big deal within a, within a marriage. Um, I think the other the other one that we talk about is guilt that's associated with boundaries. Um, The feeling guilty, um, feeling guilty or the spouse that kind of feels bad. um, Maybe doesn't put themselves in a position to really um, have the conversations or the, the boundaries of more so on the negative side, I'm going to put a boundary to keep myself out of the discussion so that we don't have the issues. And so it's bottling up all this stuff Um, And then feeling guilty about it, but not really expressing that in their marriage.
1: In the past we've done, we did actually several podcasts on boundaries, all with the idea of boundaries to build bridges. Right? Mm -hmm. So so just like you said, not boundaries to keep people out, but boundaries to create healthy and safe spaces where you can interact with one another. And so... I think boundaries is another one of those terms kind of along the line of faith love that if you're not careful, can be misused, Mm -hmm. misinterpreted, exploited, abused. And um, I think boundaries should should be put in place coming together with one another. Mm -hmm. Not so much, this is me, this is my boundary, you cross it, this is the consequence. I just don't think it's quite that simple. I do think boundaries are important, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think they need to be respected. And, and and if, if we come together and we set up some boundaries within our relationship, then I want to respect those boundaries. I don't look at you and roll my eyes at the boundaries that you expressed were important to you because I love you by faith. I want to respect those. I don't necessarily respect them because I think maybe they're great ideas or not. You know, this is totally, Hypothetical, I don't have anything in mind, but because I love you by faith, I want to respect those. Mm -hmm. And likewise, and that's that mutual piece. So moving on to the fourth one, stagnation and personal growth. Um, If there's any type of apathy, especially when you move into that spiritual realm, uh, spiritual or emotional growth, Uh, that's going to present a challenge in the marriage where there's going to be a tendency to manipulate this idea of faith love because stagnant is the inability to move forward. And so you just become more and more self-absorbed. That selfishness piece piece takes root and it grows. And that is the absolute opposite of faith love. So if any of those things Mm -hmm. are present in your marriage, you need to look at... The idea of redirection, mm-hmm. like find a new course for your marriage to get on. And this, you can be far down this road where it's going to take some hard work. That's okay. It's worth it. Or maybe you're just noticing little things here and there. And, and maybe in and of themselves, they don't seem to be like they would present too much of a challenge. But if you're not careful, you could find yourself far down the road. So let's look at some ways that we can counter because that's what's going to help us correct our course and get us on the course to be able to live out the faith principles, the way God designed them to be lived out.
0: Yeah. And and one of these will will be, will be included in there, but you know, you talked about stagnation, your personal growth, you know, the, I think almost you have to maybe start there Mm -hmm. because um, it's hard to see your spouse through the lens of faith, love, when you yourself don't understand what faith love is Mm -hmm. and what the scriptures teach about it, when you don't, when you don't understand sacrifice, when you don't understand, um, you know, the being willing to forgive, you know, the way that Christ forgives us, um, and being led by the Holy spirit, you know, when, when everything is man made or man manipulated, Um, it's very easy to fall into those areas that we just talked about. So easy. Because we're selfish. Yeah. You know, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Um, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but one of David's greatest prayers is found in Psalms 139 at the end of the chapter where he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We need to go to the Lord and we need to confess our sins and we need to... Um, ask him to give us a lens that sees through the faith, love um, lens, and um, and so that personal growth in our spiritual lives, I think, is probably the key. Yeah. To leading, but we also know there's practical things that can be added to this. There's
1: practical things, so let's look at a couple practical things. I think that open communication is a great catalyst for getting things back onto the, the right course, living out the five faith principles that we mentioned before within your marriage, the way that God designed them to be lived out open communication. I think back to when we were dating, which was like 31, 32 and 33 years ago. And, um,
0: Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was,
1: <laughs> wasn't it? Are we even that old? No. Um, we're not. <laughs> we got married when we were fifteen. <laughs> um, not it was actually not much long after that. But there's just this idea of conversation never seemed to end. Right? It yeah. was like learning about one another and family of origin, and what do you think about this, and what are your hopes and dreams for this, and and then you get married, and in our case, the family grew quickly. And so conversation about you and I, about our marriage, about our hopes and dreams and goals, that kind of takes a backseat to, um, who's getting the baby ready and, you know, are we going out for dinner tonight or are we cooking at home or well, the, we knew the answer to that was cooking at home <laughs> because we had to, but there's, there's just open communication is so critical within your marriage and being able to talk about anything without fear of aggression, you know, being able, and, and I'm going to say here, be careful how you bring up topics to talk about. Sometimes that makes all the difference. Um, you know, being able to communicate with one another in preparation for this. I, I just Googled and I looked on Amazon and the resources that are out there to help facilitate communication within your marriage are innumerable. It's just conversation cards for starters within marriage and, uh, books and couples therapy. Now I would say be very careful, Mm -hmm. you know, because you want your conversations to lead to health, you know, but there's, there's really no excuse in the day and age that we live that if, if, if you find open communication to be challenging and to be a struggle in your marriage where you are right now, find a resource, find questions that help you in, in your communication.
0: Yeah, that is such a, I mean, I think of our, of our relationship, you know, and we don't have an issue communicating. We love to talk. I mean, at least I do. <laughs>
1: well, it's a good thing. I love to listen. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, um, but I do know that, um, we have, in the past, gone out to dinner and taken questions with us, mm-hmm. and those have become really fun.
1: A lot of fun. You know,
0: they don't have to be really deep at times, but if you are going through some issues, then then maybe having um, some props would help in that communication. And I know there's a lot of different factors that go into play here. Again, talking about misusing faith love, there's a more dominant person in the uh, relationship, which causes the other person not to want to speak. And so those are the things that we would encourage you that maybe through a counselor, you can you can move forward because there are some people that won't talk because they don't feel they can. They don't have a voice. And um, one of the things that we do talk about, it's not one of our faith principles, but we do talk about creating an environment where both of you feel the openness to discuss whatever it is that you need to discuss now, there's a lot of factors with that, making sure that you come with the right heart and the right spirit, that we don't come in with guns blazing and expect the other person to respond to our, whatever it is that we want to talk about. And then also having a listening ear because communication is not so much, it's not all the talking side of it. It's also the receiving side of it. And so having a, a good counselor to help you maybe navigate those things would be a great idea. But but having time to talk and um, this was this was something that was tough for us when it came to serious matters, more so because of me, um, because I, I just don't like negative like a, not, not so much negativity, but a difficult situation. I'm not very confrontational. And so when it came to that, I wanted to do whatever I could to shut it down. Right. Well, that's not creating a uh, environment that's mutually um providing that space for you to share your, your thoughts and for me to, to share mine. And so I get triggered really quick when it's like, Hey, you, you, you would bring something to me right away and just say it to where now I think you've, you've kind of come to a place where you're like, okay, he doesn't respond well at face value. Let's say that it's better when we talk through it or I give him a a heads up. Hey, listen, I want to share something with you. Um, when would be a good time for us to sit down and chat about that? And then my first response is like, oh no, <laughs> what, what, what is did it? I do? What did I do? And you're like, no, it's not, it's not anything. You know, I just want to, I just want to have the conversation. That has really helped me to come to the table prepared for that conversation where in the past, I think you just coming right at me with it caused me to shut it down. And I'm like, I'm not even really paying attention. And what can I say now to just end it? I'll say whatever Susie needs to to hear, to 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 talk about it. Which, you know, that talks about that's not good boundaries that we place. You know, those are negative boundaries that that I was placing without even knowing it. And so there there is um, there is some really cool things out there like you mentioned in the on online, um, and one that we came across that we kind of like is is it the D DTR mm-hmm. um, define the relationship. No, that's one thing, but right. What is it?
1: Daily temperature reading. Day, that's
0: what it is. Daily temperature reading. And we would encourage you to go online and look that up because there's charts of it everywhere. But it gives you some talking points to walk through. Now, maybe it's not every day, but you find some time during the week to have those conversations. And one of them is to share, hey, this is this is something that's bothered me. Um, it's not a big thing yet, or maybe it is a big thing. And I like to sit down and talk about it.
1: think one of the things that i love about that resource is not only does it give you the opportunity to bring up problems but it also creates space for you to offer solutions yes and you know what a great what a great thing to not only be able to share how something may be affecting you negatively but you can also share i think if you could you know there's that idea so then the next one is seek an outside perspective you've got Establish good communication and use whatever means you need to help facilitate that within your marriage. The next one, is seek an outside perspective. Sometimes you need a an unbiased third party to come in and just share with you. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with a friend the other day that they are going through some marriage coaching. They they it's a different thing than counseling counseling tends to help you unpack things that you've experienced to help you understand why you feel the way that you feel. Coaching tends to focus on the future. What are some practical things that we mm, can implement right now mm-hmm. moving forward that could change, you know, the direction of our marriage? And they said that they were talking with their coach and and one of one of the spouses said, "I feel like I need time to process while my spouse wants to rectify immediately. Mm -hmm. Let's address it now. That way it doesn't linger. It doesn't morph into something greater than it is. And I need time. So she said this marriage coach was able to just beautifully look at, look at their spouse and say, you have to respect the need for time. Some people just need an extra amount of time to process, to work things through their head, to balance their, you know, went on and on. And, and that, you know, and the person that I was talking to kind of felt validated, but then the coach looked at that person and said, okay, now this is, you need to determine the amount of time. You don't get to let that drag on for a whole day or for three days or a week. So it's bringing in an outside party can really help you gain perspective. And it isn't isn't so much about affirming where you are so that like, okay, I'm not in the twilight zone. This really is happening. But it's to give insight into, yes, what you're feeling is valid, but... What they're feeling is valid as well, mm. and this is why. And so, bringing in that outside perspective, and as I mentioned before, sometimes it's pastoral, sometimes it's clinical, sometimes it's a resource to work through. There's many opportunities that are available for you.
0: Yeah, the coaching thing is a pretty cool idea. You know, to uh, to have that and to offer a non biased to where that person can look at both sides and say, "All right, here's here's where you're at." And here's a way that you guys can rectify that, you know, and, and it's just funny because I think for, for us, even, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you're, it almost like you can't think straight on some of those things, but then somebody comes alongside of you and offers, here's an idea on how you can communicate that and talk about it. And, um, and then we're like, oh man, I never thought of that. That really helped. And, um, and so that's, that's a great thought, which kind of leads to the next one. We're about done with our time here, but the, I think that that example you just gave, Suze, that coach, basically what they did was they they allowed this couple to mutually love and respect each other, which mm-hmm. without just saying she's right and he's wrong, saying, okay, both of you guys have something here, but here's what both of you can do in order to bring you to a place where you can experience, um, we use the word oneness. Oneness. <laughs> but where you can experience oneness in this situation and gain victory because Satan wants you to stay divided in those things.
1: I just want to say that if you truly do spend time with the Lord and you are familiar with his word and his principles and directives that he shares, and we've already established that his way is best. There is no way that you can coexist in a marriage and remain selfish and feel okay about that. Yeah. Now notice I said feel okay about that because you can definitely remain selfish, Mm -hmm. but if you find yourself miserable, look to God's word and see, Lord, where do I need to work on my relationship with you? That that refines and that gets me on the path of a healthy relationship with you first, because when you implement those principles from his word within your marriage, it's a game changer. When, just a tiny little verse. Um, I, my mind goes to King James because that's what I memorized in. But, you know, esteeming others mm. higher than yourselves. That one principle, and, and like we say a lot here, we tend to look outwardly. When we hear things like that from God's word, people in the church, the neighbors don't, when we look inwardly and offer that one practical principle to our spouse, thinking of them before ourselves, that'll change a lot of the choices that you make Mm. on a daily basis. Mm. And so it's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause we'll close with this relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And if you're not a believer, there is no Holy Spirit. We pray that God will reveal to you um, in your life. There's no Holy Spirit in your life, um, which we we pray that God will reveal himself to you, mm-hmm. maybe even through this podcast, to, to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, because the Bible tells us that when we are saved, the Holy Spirit indwells us, and the Holy Spirit will reveal these things to us. We were just talking with some, I was talking with some guys this morning Um, about Romans chapter one, that God, that God will reveal himself through his spirit to all people. And so we pray that you would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if you are a believer, the Holy Spirit is in you and he gives you the capacity to do these things, to view them through a lens of faith, love. And so we pray that you, you take that time to grow in your own walk, to hear from God and when god speaks to you he's speaking truth to you now the hard work happens to exercise it and so I, I you said this earlier in the podcast is i don't think it's so much not knowing what scripture tells us
1: it's not no it's not that you don't know what to do it's it's
0: what we do with it's it it's doing it mm-hmm.
1: so yeah. people that are listening do it love your spouse by faith recognize oh. when faith love is being abuse and misused and then take steps to counter that. Very good. That's
0: it. All right. Well, we de- definitely missed Roland and Tammy today. We definitely did. And um, we usually throw another joke or two in the way there and, and laugh at each other, but <laughs> Not a, lot um, of laughter. <laughs> a little bit. So thank you for joining us today. We, uh, we hope this, this podcast is going out right around the Christmas time. And so we hope you enjoy your Christmas. If you're listening to it in July, Merry Christmas in July. But we, uh, we're we so glad that you joined us. Check out all our resources at ChristianFamilyLife.com, our social media. We've got a podcast out there that you're listening to right now, and then also a blog. Make sure you share that with somebody else. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, ChristianFamilyLife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage until next time. Remember God created marriage. He can make it work.